It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Dotsler Power Equipment of Aiken, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shops, The Power Lodge, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Ryan Moon. Well, it looks like most of our lakes are open, so people can get out, do a little open water fishing. Uh, we'll talk a lot of crappie fishing on the show this week. We're a week out from the walleye opener. We'll preview that. Plus, Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji will drop by and recap his South Dakota turkey hunt. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll kick the show off with our Lake and Field Report, brought to you by Oars and Mine in Crosby, proud to offer Flow Dock Systems, the most durable in the industry. They offer new dock and lift installation so that you can get out on the water sooner. Oars and Mine, located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we'll kick the show off with our local report. As always, we bring in Jason Freed with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. And Jason and his crew are going to join us all throughout the summer as well, keeping us updated on a great many lakes across our great state of Minnesota here. And I think it's safe to say now, Jason, pretty much all of our lakes are ice-free. So if people want to get out and do a little crappie fishing before opener next week, uh, they should be all right. Yeah, no, it, uh, the latest reports... You know, I've gotten, you know, up, up around Walker there. It's been uh, leech. The, uh, pretty much the ice went out the last couple of days here on leech, and uh, it's, it's all open water, as you can see, and, you know, a few ice chunks maybe floating around here and there, but that's all going to melt and, and sink or wash up on shore. So, yeah, I think we're to the point where once all the big lakes are open and a lot of the smaller lakes have obviously been open now for a good week or week and a half, and, and then now, now's the time to take advantage here this weekend and obviously through through next week and, and whatnot uh, to get out crappie fishing and, and enjoy, uh, you know, kind of get the boat broken in and getting a few hook sets in if you haven't been able to, to do that on any of the rivers this year. But this, now is definitely the time, and it looks like we're going to have a decent weekend, and, and next week looks like the weather's going to warm back up. So I, I'm, you know, predicting that crappie fishing is going to get pretty good here the next week or so. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about how Jason thinks opener is going to set up here next weekend. But first, before we get into that, Jason, I did want to talk some crappie fishing because, uh, yeah, this weekend's looking pretty good as far as weather goes. So I think there's going to be a few boats out this weekend. You know, I think you're right. Uh, you know, I got out last weekend and, um, you know, just on a couple of local lakes in the area and then bopped around and did, did probably more breaking in my boat end than fishing, but was able to find a few crappies even in the cool, kind of windy, wet uh, weather. But, you know, I, I have heard a lot of good reports on, on uh, you know, the north end of the lakes, um, you know, it's parts of Gull Lake and, um, you know, parts of North Long and, and some of the other surrounding lakes where, you know, wherever you can find the darker bottom, you know, the key this time here is, is all going to be water temp. And if you can find those, you know, water temps in the low to mid fifties, um, and that's why sunny days are usually so good because those fish will move in. And, and that's why you always, as I said last week, you want to focus on the north end of the lake as much as you can and find those dark bottom bays and, and, and really concentrate on where those fish uh, would have been obviously come winter time. And then obviously they're going to move and migrate into those, those shallow bays and so it's just you know just studying your maps and using electronics and you know i mean electronics are amazing i mean now this time of year you could you can drive around quietly and and you know use your side scan for example and you can literally spot schools of crappies that are out maybe suspended you know over last week i caught a handful and they were you know just suspended over you know 10 feet of water and they were six feet down and 
And, you know, so that you can identify those things, you know, with your side scan and, and your electronics and such. And so it's just, you know, utilizing those tools and then just really fan casting the areas over and working things over and, and being, you know, mobile. I mean, don't just sit in one spot and cast. You know, I, I, it's kind of like bass fishing. You got to just keep moving until you contact a fish. And then when you contact a fish, you know, spot lock or anchor and, and then really kind of work that area over and figure out, you know, the depth, you know. And the, the big thing is I think sometimes people want to fish beneath crappies in reality they need to be fishing above them and you know so if you're fishing in eight feet of water there's no reason why you shouldn't have your you know anywhere from five feet down up to you know four to even three sometimes because those fish are going to be suspended and crappies will always feed up Uh, they're not going to feed down and and so you know taking advantage of that and just be a little bit more aggressive but the in terms of the tactics and presentation uh uh, some sort of slip a slip float or uh, a casting bobber and you know, a jig in the tube, you know, a jig in the tube or a you know, jig in a minnow or, you know, some sort of, you know, subtle plastic. These fish aren't going to be super aggressive yet. They're not going to be ready for, you know, your traditional casting of, you know, jigs at them. But, um, and even sometimes slow trolling over some deeper, you know, 12 to 14 feet of water and just throwing a split shot and a, and a jig and a plastic out and just slowly trolling, um, you know, some of these weed edges and areas until you contact fish is another really good way to locate them. And then kind of, once again, like I said, working that whole area over. It's a great time of year because uh, there's a ton of lakes to choose from, Jason. Uh, I've always said this is a great time to get the kids out, too, because, you know, it, it's not, I don't want to say it's simple fishing, but, you know, you can have a lot more action. And, you know, sometimes those walleyes, they can be a little stubborn. Oh, for sure. You know, that's the great thing about pan fishing. And, you know, it seems like when you are crappie fishing, you tie into you know, bluegills and, you know, other sorts of panfish, and you, you tie into bass every now and then and the pike every now and then. And it, uh, it, it is, it's a great way to catch fish. And there's some, uh, there's even some areas, you know, within our brand area where if a guy doesn't have a boat, he can shore fish for them. And, and, and that's, and that's just a whole other thing, you know? And so just taking advantage and getting out and, you know, taking the kids out and, you know, we got Mother's Day coming up here in a couple of weeks and, you know, I, I, walleye is obviously king in Minnesota, but, you know, there's some really, really good crappie fishing to be had the whole month of May. You know, for example, up on Leech, you know, walleye is king, and you hear about some of the best crappie fishing that's happening over Memorial Day weekend all the time up there, you know. And so I, it's something I, I've always wanted to sit and try a little bit. Maybe I just need to take the time to do it. But, you know, don't forget about them. And if, if you know, you have a, a morning and, you know, walleye fishing is kind of slow and you, the sun gets a little high and gets a little warm, you know, go, go cast crappies for a little while and you might be able to, have a you know just a great afternoon doing that as well so i mean don't i think sometimes people get stuck and just want to catch walleyes and and then they forget about how good the crappie and the pan fishing can be in the area you know you mentioned the shore fishing too i just wanted to for a moment go back to that jason because you said there are some really cool spots around here for those that maybe don't have a boat uh or their boat isn't ready yet and they just want to take the kids or, or take mom out there's a bunch right even right around gull lake i mean there's some really good spots that you can shore fish from there is, you know, and it's simple fishing. It's the same stuff, you know, and the biggest thing is just to obviously make sure you're, you know, you're legal where you're at and, and whatnot if it's public land or if it's private land and you need, need to get permission or, or whatnot. But, uh, you know, I mean, harbors, you know, any, any type of harbor, if you have access to harbors to go and walk out on into docks, um, you know, you get up by the you know, Bar Harbor up there in the Zorbus Channel and, and I mean, those are just prime areas for, um, you know, for springtime crappies. And so, you know, and once again, it's a great way to take kids out. You, you don't have to take a ton of uh, tackle or equipment with you. Um, it, it's simple fishing. You cast them out, work it around, 
um, you know, bop around dock to dock, you know, or fishing a ditch or some sort of shoreline, and uh, and you can have a lot of success doing that too. You know, so just taking advantage of that. And then the other thing besides shore fishing is is kayaks. I mean, a lot of people are getting into kayak fishing, and it's another thing. Um, you know, I know one of our guides, Toby, was out there this last week in a kayak. I did a little, caught a few crappies doing that. And so, you know, if you don't have a big boat and and you don't have access to maybe some other thing, but you, you got a kayak and you want to go out in that, that's a whole other option. And it's, it's so it's getting simple. You're not packing a whole lot of stuff. You just pack, you know, one rod and, and a few plastics and, a, and a, you know, a bobber and a, whatnot, maybe a stringer if you want to keep a few fish, and, and you just paddle along, and it's a great way to get a little exercise and catch a few fish. Now, and I, more importantly, it's stealth. It's quiet. Yeah, which is key, or key for crappies. And uh, I, I love to kayak fish myself. The only thing that told me is I need to get in better shape. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Brian, they make they make kayaks with pedals. So <laughs> if in doubt, you just give them with pedals and you just pedal along. There we go. That might be the, the thing to do. Um, how do you think our opener is going to shape up, Jason? Obviously, as you said, the lakes are open. Um, you know, we battle with colder water temps uh, pretty much every opener, so that's kind of the thing you're used to by now. But all in all, I think it's going to be busy around here, and I think we're going to have some pretty good luck. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You know, I the benefit of when ice goes out a little bit earlier than you know last year was such a late ice out. You know, three days before opener for a lot of different lakes, and um, you know then that happens. You're wondering are the fish going to be spawning? Are they going to be in those areas? And I think now with this, the way the ice has come out here and the way things are setting up, I think the walleyes are going to have time to spawn. Um, you know, get up in the shallows, do your thing. You know, obviously this, you know, you're going to probably catch a lot of males. Um, because the males are going to be the ones that are going to still be remaining fairly shallow. Um, you know, I would definitely focus on, you know, four to eight feet of water, maybe a little bit deeper depending on the lake and the water clarity. Um, and then obviously wind, um, that plays a big role. But, you know, it's the big thing this time of year, and um, it, it's not necessarily using your electronics in terms of your sonar to find fish. It's looking at water temperature, utilizing the wind direction, and then just really fishing and working areas over because you're working big, expansive flats this time of year. And, and to find fish on an eight foot flat using sonar is super difficult, especially when you got a lot of other boats around. And so, I mean, if, if, if I pay attention to anything on my graph, it's water temperature and then utilizing side scan and, and looking for, you know, pockets of weeds or, you know, sand spots or rock or rubble. Um, and then really kind of working those areas over. And, you know, I think, I think it's going to set up really well. I think the fish are still going to be relatively shallow. I think the spawn's going to be for the most part over with. Um, and they're going to be actively feeding because they have just gotten done doing that. So I think the way it's shaping up and I think the way the weather is going to be here the next 10 days, uh, I think it's really going to be a fun opener for everybody. God, listening to you talk, you gave me goosebumps. Getting excited like many people just to get out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jason Freed, Leisure Outdoor Adventures. You can check him out at leisureoutdooradventures.com. They're all over social media as well. And as I said, Jason and his crew is going to join us uh, throughout the su- spring and summer, keeping us updated on our uh, area lakes. I appreciate it, Jason. And we will talk to you next week for the big fishing opener special. That sounds like a plan. Thanks, Brian. All right, when we come back, Mandy Urick is going to drop by. We'll talk some more crappie tactics with her, preview the upcoming walleye opener, and my guess is Mandy's going to want to talk a little bass fishing too when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Back with us. Uh, she's been off here for a few weeks, and Mandy Urick is back with us. Welcome back, Mandy. Brian, it is so nice to be back in here. It, it Literally, it doesn't seem like a few weeks. It seems like I've had a whole season off, so I'm, I'm happy to be in, in studio with you, talking yeah. fishing again. Well, you're, you've are you been busy. I mean, uh, you had some trips up to Canada that you did. Uh, 
made a trip down to Kansas to get a new dog. <laughs> I mean, you, you've been a, a busy, busy individual. No, absolutely. And now we're open water is here. Yay! I know. I mean, everybody has just been chomping at the bit. Uh, you've actually got a crappie tournament, what, this weekend? Yes, yes. There's a, yep, there's a crappie tournament on, on Gull this weekend, a little fun get-together. So I'm looking forward to that just just to get back on the water again. Yeah. I mean, I've just seen on social media, maybe you've talked to some anglers too, it seems like you know we really only got about 12 days of crappie, open water crappie fishing before the opener, which is next weekend. But those that have been able to get out, even though water temps have been cold, have had some luck. No, absolutely. The The crazy part is so that super late season ice that we had, I was out on the ice sight fishing, I don't know if you saw that, and, which is so fun to do in the shallows uh, right below the ice, you know, no no electronics needed. So with that being said, yeah, the water temp is cold, but those fish are already moving up into the, into the spawn areas that they would be. So that's good to know if they're not on beds, they're going to be on beds quite shortly. And I will say my favorite body of water is already going for crappies, so... <laughs> Anybody wants to get out on the Mississippi River, the, the sunnies and the crappies are, are where they should be. Get out in those backwaters and catch some fish. Uh, Tactic-wise, if somebody's you know wondering, Mandy, what you like to do, especially in these colder water conditions for crappies, what do you like to do as far as the tactic goes? I'm a big casting bobber person. There's nothing better than bobber fishing for crappies and sunnies. And when I talk about a casting bobber, uh, it's not like a normal bobber. The, the, the bobbers themselves, you actually can fill with water. So you can fill more with water if you want them to sit lower, if you're you know fishing for smaller panfish. But the more water you put in them, obviously the heavier those bobbers are, and you can really cast them out there, which is super fun. Just you know, chucking them out, especially in shallow water, clear water. Uh, they can get spooked from seeing the boat, so it's really important to be able to cast your line to where those fish are all day bite you think or are you better off in the morning evening or just throughout the day when they're when they're in this pre-spawn spawn mode it's an all-day bite which is great uh clear bodies of water uh obviously i like the the early hours and the in the later hours but with that being said just like in bass that we talk about water temps super important the more that water temp warms up, the more active those fish are going to be. So there again, your, your late afternoon into the early evening bite, probably right now with our current weather conditions and our water, water temps is probably the best bet to go. What do you think, uh, it's obviously bass, that is your thing, um, you know, that we have fishing opener next weekend, catch and release for bass, bass does open up then. Uh, what do you think for anglers that want to go out and bass fish? You think this is going to be gangbusters or you think it's a little too chilly yet? I think it's going to be a tough bite, but it's possible. How we talked previously, the cold temps, obviously, the bass's metabolism is still really low. So is their energy level. So if you're going to go actively fish for bass for openers, catch and release, um, I would go with small baits. We're going to want to finesse fish and slow down. Give them something little, let it sit out there, uh, and just really give them that chance until that water temp starts warming up and they go into that pre-spawn kind of chomp. Um, they're just going to be really super lethargic and not real active to bite. What about walleyes? Um, obviously, that's what everybody's going to be targeting here in a week. Um, what do you like to do for opener? Hide. <laughs> Like many of us. <laughs> um, yeah, let it simmer for a week, you know, basically. That's what the locals do. I love that. Yeah. I, I literally, the last few years, um, I, I have tried to find a, a teeny tiny body of water that's totally off the map that I can go to and not have to deal with fishing pressure or people at the accesses, things like that. Um, but you just can't beat it. It's really super hard. I mean, you everybody wants to go walleye fishing in there. Again, if you don't want to deal with the crowds and 
people, please be patient with people at the accesses. Please. It's been quite a few months since people have put their boats in and taken them out. So let's let's apply all the rules that there is while we're at the accesses. But yeah, there again, I'm a, this time of year, I really like to live bait or I like to um, bobber fish. And I really like to bobber fish in the shallows at night this time of year. You know, they're moving up into the shallows to feed. And it's super funny. Even, even if you fish off your dock, I've been super successful at night going out and uh, lighted bobber fishing. It, it, and it's super fun. And then you're not dealing with boat traffic and people at the accesses and just fishing from shore. So It's probably not a bad idea. We may talk about this later on in the show. Um Make sure this weekend that your boat's ready to go. So, I mean, when when you hit the water, you're hitting the water running. Yes, absolutely. That's a big thing. Making sure that your batteries are charged and your batteries are good. Uh, For people that don't take their batteries out or leave them in or maybe you had your boat in storage, that's a big thing. All it takes is for one cell of one battery to go out and it's going to knock everything out. And there's nothing worse than getting out onto the water and then trying to get off and your boat won't start. Or your electronics don't work, something like that. That's going to be a major item there. And two... We haven't touched our stuff from last year. And depending on your activity level for how much people fish, another big one is making sure that you've got good line on your on your rods and reels, you know, re-spooling them, uh, getting them up because, gosh forbid, you finally get that giant walleye on and your line breaks because the line's bad and you haven't changed it in a few years. But, yeah, going back to the boat stuff, um, you know, if you didn't put stabilizer or however you stored, if it was cold storage or warm storage, that's a big thing to uh, making sure that the fuel that's in there is good if you're not running high octane because there's nothing worse than that having it, you know, gum up your, your engine and your lines and then your boat goes down on top of it too. Yeah, we've seen it happen many, many times. I've actually been in boats where it's like, oh, I just turn the key and everything works. No, <laughs> that is not the case. So yeah. And one other thing too, Mandy, before we let you go, um, there's an event coming up here at Sidetrack, 371 North. Uh, people are looking at maybe getting some new fishing gear or even used fishing gear. They can take part in that uh, today from 10 to 4. Yes, it's awesome. So this is a fundraiser for Camp Confidence. So 10% of the total sales are going to go back to camp to help uh, campers with needs be able to come to, to beautiful camp on, on Gull Lake. But there's literally everything and anything that is fishing related is going to be there. There's some brand new stuff and there's some gentle used stuff, but definitely come on down, check it out. There's there's going to be a lot of it. This is the first event of its kind and hopefully I think we're going to have a lot more of these, which is a really good time for people like me and Jamie Dietman and others who hoard tackle and other <laughs> things to offload it and give it to a new home for somebody else to use. Absolutely. And uh, I guess before we let you walk out the door, yeah, it's open water season, and we're all busy with that. But are you going to be able to get out and turkey hunt at all this, uh, this spring? I'm, I'm really hoping so, yeah. Like you said, I've been on the road nonstop. I've had multiple seminars, busy time at work. Yes, my plan is I don't <laughs> know how or where, but I'm going to make time, and I'm going to get out. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of scouting in my free time, but it's going to be an over-the-counter tag kind of go when, the, when it fits in. So I hope everybody else is being super successful. I'm super jealous of watching everybody's face. Facebook posts of killing big turkeys all over the place, so I'm, I'm definitely anxious to get out. Yeah, I get a Facebook message or a text from Rollin Hill every day, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, leave some for the rest of us. So, But, I mean, it's great. He takes kids out and stuff, so that's awesome. Uh, Mandy Urick, she's a contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors. She will be with us throughout the spring and summer, especially talking bass fishing coming up here in just a bit. Mandy, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, sounds great. Thank you. All right, when we come back, speaking of turkeys, we'll head up north, talk to Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji. He just got back from South Dakota 
on a turkey trip. We'll hear about that. Plus, he'll talk some crappie tactics as well when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and we head north up to Bemidji and bring in Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji with uh, the Up North Report, and a lot to talk about with Matt this week. Uh, We're going to talk some crappie fishing with him because uh, we've got that going on now that most of the lakes are all open. Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit about Matt's South Dakota trip. He uh, is doing some turkey hunting out there with some success, it looks like. And uh, I guess first off, Matt, maybe we'll talk about something that we usually try to talk about this at least once or twice a year because I think people sometimes forget uh, that you guide for wild edibles. And we're getting into that season now. We're not quite there yet, though, for our morel mushrooms, are we? No, it's uh, it's kind of a bummer. Like, typically, uh, well, typically fishing opener that weekend, Mother's Day weekend, is kind of Minnesota's prime time for, for morels and uh I think I think this year it's going to turn out that it's going to be uh, kind of the beginning of our morale season. Uh, we we had a really good start going, and then this cold snap happened, and we got the snow, and and it just won't warm up, um, and we're not getting growth to weather, so it's not staying warm enough at night, and not getting warm enough during the day to to get that soil to the temperature it needs to be. Um, it kind of this cold snap kind of halted things, and. There's still stuff out there be, to be picked. Um, you know, there's like ramps and fiddleheads, and um, there's a lot of different wild edibles that are still out there. But uh, but our morale season isn't going to start, I don't think, for probably another week or so. Um, you know, a lot of people down in the cities, and maybe even down by you, uh, things may have started. But for us up here in the north, it's going to be going to be a little bit yet before uh, before it's time to trounce around in the woods and really really start looking for good numbers of morels so hopefully it doesn't blow by us kind of last year we had it start a little late and and then it got really hot really fast and dry and no rain and our morel season was super short so hopefully that doesn't happen but uh if things keep going the way they're going with all the rain uh we we should have a decent season once they pop so yeah and you said we need about a week of like mid 60s weather and we should be okay yeah, and nighttime temperature is the main thing. So as long as we're not getting down in the high 20s to mid-30s at night, um, you know, if we can stay, I don't know, 38, 39, uh, up to 50 at night, if we can get three, four days of that, um, I think we'll we'll be off to a good start. So. And you've always said, Matt, um, and you're not just saying this because you do it, but it's just for safety reasons, if people want to get into something like this and they go, well, it's something different and fun, to, uh, like you said, tromp around the woods a little bit, uh, hire a guide or at least talk to one because if you don't know what you're doing, you could get in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, for, for morels, it's not not nearly as as important. Um, it's still important to kind of know what you're doing, but uh, but specifically for summer wild edible mushrooms and, and wild edible plants and stuff like that, um, you're going to want to really know what you're doing before you start uh, ingesting <laughs> some of these some of these wild edibles. So. so something to keep in mind. Uh, let's switch gears to turkeys. You were out in South Dakota for your hunt out there. You and Furch were out there. It looks like you guys did pretty pretty good. Yeah, it was, um, I know we talked about earlier in the show, we, um, like a few weeks ago, we were supposed to go and we got hit by that big snowstorm. So this snowstorm is just changing my life. All my plans this spring, <laughs> the snowstorm screwed everything up. But we were supposed to go to South Dakota that weekend and, uh, 
know, we, we got hit with like 10 inches of snow the day we were supposed to leave and, and, uh, weren't able to make it, but we, uh, we kind of shuffled some things around and were able to go this past weekend and man, we saw a lot of birds and, uh, and we had some decent birds work in and, and a lot of good opportunities. Um, I actually, for the first time, first time, uh, in my hunting career for turkeys, I ended up losing a turkey, um, which was heartbreaking, especially out there in the hills. And then, uh, and then, uh, on the final day, we were able to, to both, both capitalize kind of at the final hour. I, I called in, uh, a hen and, and four gobblers and, and Tim took, it was kind of his birthday trip. So he took a nice tom and, and I realized that the hen was bearded and I've never shot a bearded hen before and I've always wanted to. So, um, when that opportunity presented itself, I, I took a, a nice bearded hen and it was so cool. We were hunting like right on a Canyon edge and, uh, unfortunately both our birds when we shot them, they, um, they tumbled down to the bottom of the canyon and there's nothing like making you feel out of shape, like walking down <laughs> to the bottom of a canyon and trying to carry a bird back up. But, uh, beautiful country and I absolutely love those Merriams. Um, I always say my heart is in those hills. It's wonderful out there. Are those birds bigger than ours here, Matt, or smaller? They appear bigger, um, but they're, but they're actually a smaller bird, like a, a 20 pound Tom is a really, really nice bird. Um, you know, and here, 20 is pretty common, 20, 21, 22, 23. Uh, that's kind of a average two-year-old. Um, so, so they don't weigh as much. Their beards aren't as big. Their beards aren't as thick. Their gobble isn't as full, but they sure are pretty. I mean, they've got those white tips on them and white rump feathers, so they're absolutely gorgeous birds. And you were saying probably not a lot of decoy hunting. You guys are just mostly doing calling, huh? Yep. We actually found just a, a canyon edge that they were working, and they just kind of mill back and forth on that um, from fly down in the morning uh, all the way to roost, and they just keep working this canyon back and forth. And uh, and we kind of just patterned where they were going, and, and you'd call to try to direct them, and... Uh, had a couple of surprise us um, that came screaming up over the top of the canyon edge uh, from our backside, but most of the birds were riding down on like the first or secondary shelves, and you'd just call to try to bring them up within gun range and uh, and just kind of getting in their way. And we did uh, did have a few that came in strutting and gobbling pretty good, but for the most part, it was birds that were coming up to investigate as they were passing by. So never threw a decoy out the whole time. It's got to be a little tricky too. You mentioned you're hunting, you know, hill country there, and there's probably not a ton of cover. And if we always say, I mean, turkeys, you got to stay pretty camouflaged uh, with their eyesight being as good as as it is. That's got to be kind of tricky out there, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of big trees, and there's a lot of you know, a lot of brush and and deadfalls and things like that. You know, they've had a lot of wildfires, and they have wind blowdowns and stuff like that. So. Uh, finding a hide isn't hard. Um, it's finding comfortable ground to sit on, and it's finding uh, level ground to sit on. Like, we, I think we had, well, we counted, counted we called in 26 different jakes, <laughs> um, and a total of maybe eight, eight or nine toms um, that were all within shooting range, but I 
bet over half of those, um, we really couldn't get a good gauge on what the bird looked like. Um, you know, you, you'd just see their head because they'd, they'd come up the ridge and their head would be, you know, 12, 15, 20 yards from you and they just wouldn't come up over that lip. Um, so, you know, when you're shooting down a canyon like that, it's it's kind of hard to get an angle on them sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, just a whole different world trying to figure all that out with the, with the angles and steep hills and stuff. So. Well, it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun out there, though, so congratulations on that. Uh, before we wrap things up, Matt, obviously uh, opening fishing opener is next weekend. Uh, this weekend looks like weather's going to be halfway decent. Uh, people want to get out do a little crappie fishing. They can do that. Uh, up by you, I would imagine all the lakes are, are ready to go. Yeah, you can get out pretty much anywhere. Um, all the lakes are ice-free, finally, and uh, the crappies, you know, they should be moved in. I haven't been out yet, but they should be moved into the uh, to the north bays or the muck bays, um, so just try to find the warmest water in the lake, and you're probably going to find the crappies. So, for me, uh, I I love watching a bobber go down. So, uh, flip bobber with flu, with like a flu flu, and um, and just throw a cop, crappie minnow or some maggots on, and watch that bobber disappear and give her a pop. I might even give that a shot this weekend. So they're going to be up in the shallows. Um, pretty much all the fish should have moved out of those. Uh, those staging areas and should be up on the shallows and they should be feeding pretty heavily so key is just finding that warmer warmer water and and uh and typically the the north end of the lakes are going to warm up faster so just find that find that warmer water or uh even even areas with uh moving water that have fresh oxygen um, areas like that can be good as, as well so there you go. A lot of stuff happening as we're heading into spring now. That's Matt Brewer, North Country Guide Service in Bemidji. You can check him out at northcountryguides.com. He's all over social media as well. I uh, appreciate it, Matt. Good stuff as always, and we will check in for the big fishing opener special next week, okay? Sounds good. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. This time around, our famish fisherman recipe, as always, Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon joins us. Great crappie recipe this week, Joel. We got crappies and a green peppercorn sauce. So we're going to take up some uh, nice nice crappies. We're going to dice them up into just chunks, you know, skin them off and get nice little chunks out of them. Taste some diced shallots and some butter. Get that going in a pan. You know, throw everything in there, your shallots and your crappie. Grate a little lemon zest over top, squeeze some lemon juice in there, hit it with some white wine, and uh, add the green peppercorns. Let it cook for just a couple of, couple of minutes. You don't want to overcook your fish or none of that, but that's all there is to it. Question for you with the wine. When when you cook with, is it something that if you, if you like to drink it, you like to cook with it? Is yeah. that kind of how you look at things? When you say a white wine, would you go with a Pinot Grigio or maybe a Chardonnay? Uh, generally, I use a Chardonnay. Do you? Um, that's just kind of what we have in the kitchen, I guess, most of the time. But whatever you like to drink, whatever you have is kind of, you know, you don't want to go out and buy something that you're only going to use once. You know, you and I, we I think a couple of weeks ago we had a beer batter recipe on, and you would use Jack Pine uh, beer. And you and I had, had asked you, you know, what kind of beer would not work for something like that. And you said, basically, if you like it, use it. Yeah. And that's what I've heard with cooking with wine, that's too. That's good it's, advice. Yeah. So if you like it, use it. There you go. Well, if you want to give this recipe a try and a ton of other ones, simply uh, log on to BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the Recipes tab. we got this one and a ton of others for you to check out. And Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, as always, Joel, thanks. Thank you, Brian.
And that will wrap up this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 right here on B93.3. Don't forget, you can stream the live show if you're away from your radio or out of town at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. You can also find the show on demand there. And, of course, we're all over the podcast network, whether it be iTunes, Podcast One, wherever you download podcasts. Search Brainerd Outdoors. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We would appreciate that as well. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Dotsler Power Equipment of Aiken, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shops, The Power Lodge, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon just after 7 Saturday mornings, Sunday evening at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors right here on B93.3.